Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. What's up, After Buzzers? We are back with another episode of Orange is the New Black. Just as Maritza came in, she's already leaving us again. Tasty's back in the warden's office, and Aleda is also back in the slammer. We are talking all things Orange is the New Black right now. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's up, everybody? Hi. Welcome back for another episode of our Orange is the New Black After Show. Another emotional episode. I know. Yeah. I still don't know how we're dealing with everything, but we're here. <laughs> um, I'm April Wissenhan, joined by my lovely co-host, Brianna. Hello. And Francesca. Thank you, thank you. And Leslie. <laughs> thank y'all so much for joining us. We have our chat. I'm in the chat right now, so let us know what you thought. A friendly reminder to everybody that we have not watched ahead. We are only at the current episode, mm-hmm. so episode five that we watched. So for saying things that don't make sense because you've watched the whole season, just know we haven't watched it. And don't spoil it, please. No spoilers. Y'all, such an emotional episode. Yeah. What would you think? I cried this time. Aww. I really did. I was glad I was in the trailer by myself this time because I a tear like trickled down. Aww. Yeah. yeah. No, I I was this close. Too. Yeah. I was so close. Like, a couple things hit me pretty hard, but I was like. Every episode lately, though, this season, it's like they keep hitting you with the gut punches. Mm-hmm. They are just not giving happy situations to our girls at all and it's like oh my gosh this is bleak right i keep feeling like we have to get some but i mean maybe not as we see tonight um so much happening obviously we have so much to talk about with y'all tonight be sure to stay tuned because we have our special segment also some great news and gossip and we want to talk predictions still even though the whole season has aired, but we have not seen it yet, so we can still predict everything, right? You guys yes. watching live can laugh at us if we're wrong, right? Because exactly. you already know. We're like, right. we know this is going to happen. We're probably so wrong, but that's okay. Um, I want to start off with, to me, to all of us, probably number one thing upsetting Maritza, obviously mm-hmm. being deported. Um, yeah. I, obviously, I want to talk about the details of it all, but. Shocked that it happened or not shocked that it happened? Shocked. Yeah. Shocked. I, I think I'm going to say shocked. And it happened too. so suddenly. I like get chills thinking about it because it's so sad and it's I such know. a real situation for many people. Mm-hmm. And see and seeing it just happen to someone we care about and for doing something that she thought was right mm-hmm. and just having this be a consequence. And the shot at the end of the episode was so chilling. Yes. I know. Mm-hmm. It, but yeah, absolutely shocking. It was like, um, do you guys watch? Uh, Handmaid's Tale? Yeah. You know, I can focus on her, except this was just, like, way, way so sad. I mean, you know, if you're talking comparisons to Handmaid's Tale, then the show got really dark. (laughs) That's that's very true. That's true. But I was definitely shocked because... Um, you know, they they brought her back for us. They didn't mm-hmm. have to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I, think, I think the turning point was when she 
had a weakness and she saw everyone else in there having the same in the same boat as her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she decided to share that number yeah yeah and those guards were watching then i was like I didn't think she was going to get deported, but I was yeah. like, oh, this is going to be, this is not good. Yeah, I didn't think she would get deported either. But it, like you said, it's a great turning point because it shows how much she's matured. Mm-hmm. Like, she knew that there was a risk because at first she said, don't share it, like, like, don't let anybody know. And then eventually she was like, F it. I see all these people suffering. I want to help. Mm-hmm. But I thought they would just transfer her somewhere really far, like Texas. Mm-hmm. But to deport her, mm-hmm. that was a lot. I, I was really sad. But see, even that like you know with these inmates we see that they get deported to other places that that's usually like the course of action there but like this is a totally different system and Mm -hmm. we hadn't seen it yet so that's why we hadn't even considered the possibility that she could be sent to a country she's never lived in before and that's Mm -hmm. crazy and it just shows you how different completely different track and system these you know women or people are in Mm -hmm. when they're in this no win situation i mean they talk about it constantly meaning the characters on the show like Mm -hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This can happen at any moment. We never know. You know, obviously, we see the situation with Blanca where she's just gone, and yeah. they have no idea. They they wonder the whole time: is she at a hearing? Is she not? Um, with Maritza, I think I'm I I'm shocked because it's like she was only there for this yeah, many episodes. So you would think that as a show they're going to keep her for longer. So, I mean, that's like bringing in the TV to it, so that's not the importance, but I I think that's actually why I was so shocked, um, which is totally yeah. nothing to do with the situation, obviously. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but also, just because it's like, so she automatically got put into the situation for trying to help people, mm-hmm. and... Uh, I mean, she knew better. Like, you can tell in her face. Yeah. I wish she would have... I mean, it, it's happened, so it doesn't matter. And it probably would have happened anyway because of her handing out the number. But in the way that she did it, I was like, no. I know. Everybody's looking right now. Please don't I do know. it. And that's why a part of me feels like maybe she noticed them seeing and she didn't care. Or maybe yeah. she was very oblivious. It looked like she was kind of oblivious yeah. to it. Yeah. I think she was just trying to hurry along and give as many people the number as she possibly could. Yeah. yeah. Um, but even when she did it before we see them looking at her, I was like, this is just bad news bears because everyone's looking. Yeah. And it sucks that she's just trying to help people, but it's paying the ultimate price herself. And maybe Mm -hmm. she did it so quickly in such a manner because she knew she might change her mind later. And in that moment, she was feeling like, no, you know what? This is the right thing. I'm just going to do it before I change my mind. Mm -hmm. And I think what's cool is, like, you're right. We just got this character back. And she's only been here for a handful of episodes. And now she's Mm -hmm. gone. And I feel like it just shows you what a good job the writers of these shows of this show dud because like we we she was gone and mm-hmm. like she's back we cared about her so quickly once yeah. again and then like they they got us and even in these few episodes she's grown so much like she was like you know judging the girl or the woman sitting in the bathroom like mm-hmm. you know giving her the side eye like oh you just you're making the smell and right. you know she was judging everyone around her like no you know what I'm better I'm a citizen and then mm-hmm. she quickly turned into a place of like oh well, I understand and mm-hmm. I have empathy and um from the start of her being in this detention center to at the end 
where she didn't want to help. She was above them. And then she went from, like, risking her own situation to help them others, like, how quickly she grew. And I feel like that's really cool. Definitely. I just wish she waited until after she met with her lawyer. I'm like, dang, you couldn't wait just a couple more days or maybe just a day. Mm -hmm. So I hope it wasn't all in vain because they said once they find out about you guys contacting lawyers, they're going to shut it down. So Mm -hmm. can you imagine her doing all of this, risking herself, getting sent back to Columbia, and then they shut down the phones and they can't even make the calls? It's probably exactly what they did because as soon as they see her doing this, I'm sure they went over to everybody and grabbed the paper to Mm -hmm. see what it was. I mean, that's thinking ahead, obviously, and it doesn't matter ultimately, but it's like you're you're probably exactly right because they're going to find out quickly. All they have to do is dial the number yeah. and see what it is. Exactly. I, I also, it, this just came like into my brain. I'm like, really, we shouldn't be shocked because what was she actually, I'm asking this like to educate myself, what would she have actually done? We obviously found out last episode that she was not born in the United States. So what could she have done? Is there anything? Um, maybe well, you can make the case that, like, this is the only home she's ever known. She didn't choose to come here yeah. as a child. I mean, you know, that's a lot of dreamers. that They're in that situation where they right. were brought here. And so, I mean... You basically it, have to find someone that you, is willing to help you. And and I don't know the whole legal situation of how that... But, I mean, yeah. there is there is a path, hopefully, or at least attempt to try to, like, figure out a way to stay here. Mm-hmm. Well, we I mean, we saw Blanca in the courtroom... Um, but we didn't even get a chance to see Maritza doing that. So yeah. it's almost like they just skipped a step and were like, you're out. Mm-hmm. So it kind of sucks because we don't really know what happened yeah. to get her to that point. Um, but I would think the step would be the court hearing, which she didn't even get. Right. And that's what they kept saying, that sometimes people don't even get them if they've done something, whatever. Or maybe she did and she just didn't know what to say. She didn't know to say, yeah. oh, I need a few more days to meet with my lawyer. She just thought... This is what it is, and I can't prove that I was born here, so here I am. So Which tough. is just crazy because the government expects you to know those things. Like, I, yeah. I wouldn't know that. I was born in the United States. I, there's no way I would know or, that. Or, as mm-hmm. that courtroom scene showed, like, not only do they do people not know about it, but maybe mm-hmm. they don't want you to know about it. Or maybe it just makes it easier. The judge was annoyed at um, Blanca for, you know, saying Copy. her rights. He's like, oh, you copied her. Well, yeah. I mean, if I'm learning something that's going to be advantageous to me in court, mm-hmm. why wouldn't I do this? Like, mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, well, thanks for wasting our time. It's like, well, she didn't ask for this hearing. She was brought here before she got a chance to even talk to a lawyer about this. The whole situation was unfair. So um, it's just it's a terrible system. And the show is doing a good job of reflecting what's happening. I mean, the last shot with them at the airplane, they're all disappearing. I was reading a couple of comments online, and it's kind of like, this is a group of people that, like, people just want to forget. They want to ignore them, to disappear, Mm -hmm. almost like they're not human. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what that shot at the end was. Like, they slowly just disappear because we don't want want them anymore. We just want to ignore them. And it's really sad. It is. On the Blanca situation... Um, another question to be better better educated about it. So she's in this situation where, you know, we know that her green card, I don't know if it's officially been revoked, but it will be, or she has to go through all these extra steps. But what uh, her thing is that she's going to wait and try to find a lawyer, which she has the code, so maybe she will get one. Mm-hmm. Um, but what ha- if someone can't find a lawyer, they keep postponing it, or are they allowed to eventually just be like, no, you got to go? Well, I don't I think most of them don't even know that they had that opportunity to say that yeah Yeah. so i think most of them would just but like in blanca's situation would they just keep going until they like saying the same thing until they get more time or i I doubt that they would be that patient yeah but i think it will work maybe the first time 
possibly the second time. I think by third time, third strike, you're out. Like if you can't find a lawyer yet, you gotta go because the fact that the judge looks at it as you're wasting this court's time yeah. rather than saying you're fighting for your life, trying yeah. to defend yourself. Mind you, English is not your first language. Right. You have no legal history or educational history. So you have to defend yourself and do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. So I highly doubt that they would let them keep going. I don't yep. know if the system is meant to be fair, but I would hope that they do continue extending it. Because if the reason they're delaying is because she's supposed to have a lawyer and mm-hmm. she's unable to obtain one because she's in this restrictive situation, then that's not on her. And so they are still not affording her the right that she's supposed to have. So right. I would hope that they keep allowing her the time that it takes to get. Because again, that's something beyond her control but we also see the situation with Maritza and we don't know if she got the whole due process so right. it's almost like you don't know how much of a fair shake they're going to give you right. I don't think she got the process because remember in the um there was a scene when they were talking about they either bring them or take them early in the morning or really late at night so mm-hmm. they're groggy mm-hmm. and they're, there's no fight so it's like they take advantage of that yeah. fact yeah, of that they can't fight back which is so crazy and then even the scene with um I think they gave us her name, Rosanna, maybe. I could, it could be totally wrong. The lady who goes right before Blanca mm-hmm. and is the one who gives her the idea to ask for the lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, you know, flat out, she's like, it's on the government. It's on you to provide the, you have the burden of proof. You have to prove that I'm not an actual citizen, not me. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, like, they just eventually have to figure it out, meaning, like, the other side. Yeah. So the ice side, if they just eventually have to be like, okay, she's going to keep postponing, so let's let's do this. Although you can tell that it's just like, you know, they're just going one after the other and it's it's difficult because we know that this is what's happening in real life and it it makes it more difficult to watch. Like literally sometimes watching, I find myself just like sitting there like a ball of stress cringing. Um, You know, we take so many things for granted, just the opportunity that we have to like be able to sit here and to see this happening every day. And they're doing a great job of you know, kind of formulating it to where you understand it, but also, like, you know, it is still a television show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just sad, and I still can't get over it. I know. So they, many tears. Flocka and Maritza, one episode <laughs> together, that's all they get. And then she's just, like, taken away. Yeah. The worst. Whatever. You know, it really bothers me to know how many, like, how the, the lawyer just said, well, she filled out a, a document that said she's an El a citizen of El Salvador mm-hmm. and the woman said like I didn't fill out any document I don't know what he's talking about if he can't show you that document then I'm throwing that out that doesn't exist mm-hmm. and it's so crazy because in the real world I wonder how many times lawyers use that tactic mm-hmm. knowing damn well they don't have a document saying that but they know that as an immigrant they're like oh shoot well maybe he does have a document yeah, so I right. guess I just have to take this L and go back to my country right. so it's just crazy how they just take advantage of the entire situation yeah. well yeah. um you know that other show on Netflix um, when they see us about the Central Park Five. Mm-hmm. Um, it showed you how, like, they take advantage of, like, people who are scared or who are vulnerable. Like, I actually had the thought, like, maybe she did sign something but she didn't read it. Or right. maybe she did it because she was stressed or they threatened yeah. her or she needed food or, you know, it was in a different language or so, so forth. So it could even be a situation where people sign things that they didn't know what it says and mm-hmm. it's not truthful, but they're under duress or they're under this stressful situation where they're like, oh, you know, if you sign this, you'll get to see your kids. Right. Or if you sign this, you know, you'll you'll get released. Oh, yeah. You don't know what's happening. Yeah, people take advantage of people who are scared all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in prison and ICE. Yeah. As we see in the show. Um some other people, you know, obviously I mentioned 
uh, Flocka a second ago, they're still in the kitchen doing their thing, which is the whole yeah. reason we even are able to, you know, have Maritza talking to the lawyer in the first place because they're able to get them these. Well, Flocka has the contraband phone, and there's just a lot of stuff going on <laughs> that I keep getting afraid that everybody's just going to get screwed. Um, but that's neither here nor there. They're doing their stuff to try and help everybody. Gloria is, you know, going out of her way to help Blanca and using the phone for her. Um, it's what's scaring me, and maybe this is me being, uh, no, not maybe, this is me being a little selfish, but it was scaring me for Gloria because I'm like, I, you're doing the right thing, you're trying to help your friend, but then with these flashbacks last episode with her, I'm just like, oh gosh, you're, please don't get caught and get more time because you have a lot of people counting on you. So it, I'm getting nervous for her because she's still trying to do stuff to help Blanca and still trying to find her boyfriend, I guess, mm-hmm. which just kind of makes me a little nervous, but I don't know. Um, the rest of the kitchen crew, I mean, mainly Red is just, she's what, 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 what are things going on? Brandy, you, maybe Francesca too, y'all guess that she, there is something mentally going on with her. Yeah. What do you, th- do you think it's Alzheimer's or just dementia? It she could, doesn't seem to be that old, by the that's way. That's the thing, like her age, that's why, cause uh, I'm, next, next episode I'm gonna look up like the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's but I think it's one of the two mm-hmm. and it's just because of the fact that it's starting really slowly mm-hmm. and it's, she's aware that there's something off but she is so angry by it and she doesn't want to believe that there's something wrong with her that she rages and takes it out on everybody yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can see that Nikki and Gloria are like looking at each other like, what is, what's wrong with her? And even you hear Gloria have a little sympathy and talk to her kind of childlike, yeah. knowing that you're, she's confused, she's a little frightened. Um, so it's it sucks because I thought the kitchen crew would be our comedic like relief. Mm-hmm. And when you see what's happening with Red, it's like, dang, I can't even really laugh at this either. I want to <laughs> laugh at a joke Nikki says, but then I'm looking at Red looking all sad. I'm I like, know. oh my gosh. Yeah. They're trying to make it work with like, they'll give Nikki a line or two every now and then, but then you have, like you said, Red right behind her. You have Lorna right behind yeah. her. Yeah. Oh dear God, God, even worse. It's not worse, but uh, I mean, dementia and Alzheimer's are pretty darn similar when you think about like mm-hmm. what happens. Definitely, there are differences. Um, but I think what makes it worse is that you know where two episodes ago it doesn't, from what we see anyway, it didn't seem like she was necessarily noticing anything. But to see her looking in the casserole mm-hmm. and pouring the whatever that was the raw pasta, the, the raw, raw macaroni's right, and it, <laughs> to try to fix it, and that wasn't even right, and. It, I mean, obviously, we know the kitchen is what has always... Not, well, no, her family makes her the happiest, but being in the kitchen makes her very happy. So mm-hmm. I think see, feeling and seeing herself lose control of that is probably even more difficult than, you know, just being in jail and kind of yeah. feeling it in that way. I yeah. Honestly, the scene where she realized that she was the one that made the mistake after she's been blaming them all this time, that I think besides Maritza, that was, like, one of the, the hardest for me to watch mm-hmm. because... You know, people that do have Alzheimer's dementia, like, sometimes, you know, they go in and out of it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just how sad to know, like, realize it, but also realize that you have no control over it. And there's mm-hmm. nothing you can do. Like, that just really, like... Yeah. Gets you. Hit. Yeah, it really hit me. And, um... But I'm, I'm like, I'm so thankful she has her, like, family. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we see Gloria at the end, like, oh, it must have been me th- mm-hmm. that put the salt. Oh, my gosh. Like... And she's trying not to make it a big deal, and um, 
that's good that she has it. That's support. Yeah. And someone like Red, who was always such a like fierce mama bear mm-hmm. with you know her girls, she took care of them. You know, with Nikki's addiction and with all of them, you know, sort of going through really tough times behind bars. And now, you know, she's at this place. And I was still like, I didn't catch that early on that she might be slowly deteriorating. Yeah. I didn't either. I, I just thought, thought it was like eh. from the shoe. Like maybe she still had like you know effects dealing from being in solitary for so long. And I'm still wondering if that like again, I don't know how you know these deteriorating diseases began and if that was a factor in that at all Mm -hmm. um but you know i'm hoping that or i'm pretty sure that the family that she has built you know within the prison will be there and help her and Mm -hmm. you know it will be sad to see her slowly like descent a little bit more yeah i wonder if because she got a head injury because remember the scar i don't i can't Mm -hmm. remember how she got it he scalped her but also like you know but she her up a little bit yeah i'm wondering if that could have put a you know, mm-hmm. an extra push or like an onset of something in her mental that caused it. Being that with the shoe yeah. and everything that happened with Frida the day that her she was finally supposed to see her kids or her grandchildren, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's going to drive anyone into yeah. some crazy stuff. Absolutely. And I think that it's definitely, uh, you know, a determining factor in making her be at a place where, you know, Dementia and Alzheimer's can happen, you know, relatively, quote-unquote, young. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, if it's in your family or whatever, yeah. then it can definitely happen in you faster. But it's just, you know, she's red. She's that, you know, very strong woman who's mm-hmm. one of the leaders, has been throughout the show. So, you know, you would think that they would give us a little bit there, but it doesn't seem <laughs> like that either. But that's okay. Also, Jay Birch in chat, you are wrong for this. You said Red and Lorna are a hot mess together. Oh my gosh. Y'all, Lorna, Lorna, I'm worried about. I mean, we were talking about this last episode, but she's like already kind of like always been off. Yeah, unfortunately, in the deep end, and like it's it's really sad. Mm-hmm. She, she lives, should be in Florida. That's it's, yes. yeah. yeah. You said that last episode. It's just gonna get worse. She lives in a world of delusion, and she's always sort of created fantasy situations. And when she got married, um, it was like the one time that like a situation actually came true for her. But I when, know when her reality doesn't hit her dream she will make it up and she will believe it and take it as far as she can go dang that is scary right? I could not have a friend like that that is draining oh what is <laughs> I know it is and to think like I know this wrong episode but I just have to say it, like she's posting a baby that does not even look like her baby like mm-hmm. she literally googled white black haired cute baby or something like that it's, and I was like that baby does not look like yours it's it's just sad I mean the fact that she was making up fake nicknames although they were like really kind of cute like stinky McTurdlet and Caputo oh. <laughs> yeah Caputo I was like oh this poor girl like she's oh, no. just like doing all that's sick doing all the work mm-hmm. well she she's got some I stuff mean, she's going in on in her pain. That's that's what it is like she's in pain and she does not want to deal with that. Right. And she's not telling anyone which of course is just going to make it worse and everything's going to build up. And guess what? When she does finally explode like we've seen her do before because that is part of a, you know, we don't know that she has a condition but she clearly had, there's definitely something that's not just totally yeah. yeah. Um, There's something going on in there. Yeah. You have a lot of stuff going on too, right, Fantastic? Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking about tater tots and how there's tater tots oh, in this tater episode. Tots sound delicious. And also blueberries. But before we get to those magical blueberries, <laughs> yeah. uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And uh, we want to, we want to, 
you guys help us to continue to grow. So if you're on YouTube right now, make sure you hit the thumbs up and the subscribe. Um, and if you're listening on iTunes, give us five stars and let us know what you're thinking. We appreciate everyone who's in our chat right now as well. Um, no matter what form you're you're listening or watching on, make sure to leave comments and uh, get involved in our conversation. And thanks. Thanks for being part of that. Thank you. Yes, thank you all so much. Uh, Sal Syracusa in chat says, it was V who beat up Red in season two. So she's been beat over the head quite a few times. Who was V? v remember uh, Tasty's, not mom, but Tasty's oh, mom. Oh my god! Who I got hit by the car? Yeah, her on. yeah. Then she got hit by the car, and wow. I forgot all about she was all nasty. that. She oh, she had was, a lot of damn. Nasty, that's a throwback. But that is a throwback. We got a lot of throwback characters this mm-hmm. episode and last too. So I enjoyed being able to see those people again. Yeah. Um, also, who we're seeing again, Piper. Oh, Piper again. Uh, to her, what were they called? Bloobs. It's just like every episode you're like, how much more annoying can Piper yes. get? And she keeps finding new ways. I to, think they're yeah. trying so hard not to make her that way because I I think they're just trying to show us another side. But it's just not working. She's just whiny. Well, no, that's that's all she it's, is. Yeah, whiny. She's, she's definitely whiny. But I think they are kind of showing, trying to show the little privilege that she feels because definitely. this parole officer is like my favorite. Yeah, she yeah. came in there and humbled her so quick <laughs> and said, "You know, you there's people in here that have like four kids, yes. working three jobs, and they're doing anything to survive out here, and you're too busy thinking about, you know, what you want on the inside. Like mm-hmm. if you don't." reel it in and focus, you're going to end up right back in there. Mm-hmm. And also, your pee's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> the magazine did not work, honey. Right? Come on, her brother. How right. are you going to listen to her brother? But you know what? That's what she gets, because Piper knew the right one to pick, because Cal is an easy enabler for her, Yeah. and, and Piper knows how to try to sweet-talk, finesse, and give you a compliment and then ask for a favor. Like, she's that girl. Right. And she knows how to do it. And Cal, Cal's just a dope. Like, he's gonna go for anything, have a good time, talking about a, a snow day. Girl, you are 30-odd years old with how many responsibilities right now? You have a job handed to you by your dad that you low-key threw away because you had a temper tantrum because he got mad at you. Right. If you yeah. don't get a grip, or go back to jail. I want to see Piper go back to jail. Well, here's the thing with Piper. It's like, I, I actually think the show is purposely trying to show someone who doesn't have a grasp of her reality, who yeah. doesn't see all of the... Like, I think they want her to be annoying because, like... <laughs> They're doing a good job. Yeah, <laughs> perfect writing. Well, because, you know, time and time again, she's always given the benefit of the doubt. She's always given slack or some mm-hmm. sort of benefit. And she uses it to her advantage, but then also she continues to... Anything that doesn't quite go her way, she gives the like little poor dear, you know, like oh and no, cry. this is like the yeah, she did. This is so hard. Eyes. I can't yeah. drink alcohol. Oh my god, I know. I mean, like I get it. I would want to drink as well, honey, but <laughs> I didn't just get out of jail, so yeah. I, I'm gonna have a drink if I want it. Her, it just it just makes no sense. Yeah. Like I fully we anyone can relate, and that's the, that's the thing. Like take everybody's situation out of it, but like if if you're forced to do something because of this, 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 like that sucks. You're working at a job that you don't think is fun because what? At least you have a job. Exactly. At least you have a place to live. You have yeah. a brother. The other thing I couldn't get over was even before the weed, I was like, alcohol appears in your urine as well. So that didn't make sense to me that she was she drank an entire bottle of tequila and yeah. was having a bloody mary oh, I didn't and think a about beer. That. 
Um, I googled it because I was like, "Is it?" I know. I, know. I was like, like, "I'm pretty sure it does." <laughs> but it said it can be in your urine for up to 12 hours. So I was like, "Is she just not?" Yeah, doing that I mean, today? or what's the situation? I did not think about that. That's so. That's a really good point. Yeah, but so I don't, maybe she planned on like doing something, and obviously that gets out of your system way faster than you know any trace of weed would. But it to me, I don't know. Just to see her. It's like, I'm happy that the parole officer gave her a shot by going to the what the, the yeah. alcohol classes, whatever it is. Or I think it's actually Narcotics Anonymous. I think Probably. she said Narcotics and not Anonymous. Oh, yeah, because she was smoking weed, not because of alcohol. Mm-hmm. But um, not smoking weed. She ate a blueberry. Um, <laughs> a blue- but I'm happy that she did that because I don't. I don't want to go back down the Piper goes to jail route because mm, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I've been there, done that. Um, but... I, I don't know. I just I and feel I, like she's still going to complain. To no, be honest, and what's worse is that like every time she talks on the phone with Alex, she gets so on Alex for like you know you have to do everything you can to be safe in there. Don't break any rules. I need you to come out, and mm-hmm. like Alex can't avoid these situations, whereas like Piper can, mm-hmm. and she is like doing the opposite of what she gets mad at Alex for doing when she has no control over the situation. So it's more infuriating. And then it makes me think like if Alex was the one who was out and Piper was the one inside, like she would not be this little crumbling mess of a person who just complains about everything so it's just it's just yeah it's just like you know she's insufferable yeah (laughs) she's very selfish yes um alex we are still having these like the weird little meetings with mccullough that (laughs) are very uh you know i don't want to just throw it out there because blurry yeah Yeah. like obviously we know alex is a lesbian i'm pretty sure McCullough is not. I think we've talked about her with him before. I think she's interested. Yeah. But I'm like, she's giving out vibes. Yeah. Vibes, for sure. Because she was like, she said something about was it? What's it? It must be nice to be in a relationship with a woman. Yes, and the way I she caught said that. it, I was like, "Are you jealous?" And the way that she flashed that lacy bra yeah. too, I'm like, "Okay, like if you're doing that, just like, oh, I have stuff stuffed to my bra that I'm giving to you. I'm gonna be like, I'm not, I don't care if you see my bra, but if I'm like, if I want you to see my bra, exactly. I'm gonna be like, oh my god, here's this spin charger. And she's like, choosing she a very pretty bra. It's just like yeah. that's not the bra you wear underneath your like prison uniform. No, mm-hmm. and she goes out of her way to go to the storage unit. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Her, I, I am I? I like blinked for a second when I was watching that scene. But does she smell some of the clothes? No. Okay. She, like, put them off to her. Okay. And was, like, did, like, okay. Yeah. I was like, I had like looked down, but I didn't have time to rewind. So I was like, you know what's so funny? I did thought, she just smell that? I thought she was gonna smell the t-shirt the way she was holding yes. it. I was waiting for her to go like, but she didn't. She didn't. Also, how does Alex still pay for a storage unit? That's a new point. I didn't point. think about that. But I just want to know point. because they're like a couple hundred dollars a month. Maybe it's a friend's. And she's Maybe. keeping something. Well, I don't know. This, you don't need to answer that question. Exactly. Let <laughs> us know how Alex is paying for the story. The little things. Um, she is giving these phone charges out, and that's how we see everybody talking to everybody. The other people still dealing. Our girl Daya. Oh man, having her moments with Tasty. Very, very, very difficult stuff to watch. Obviously, with everything that's going on with Tasty, um, but. Daya is in this mode of, I mean, do you think she's, okay, do you think she's actually willing, 
if Tasty gets this information from the ward, you know, sneaks it, obviously, do you think she's willing to actually give her the stuff to yeah, kill herself? absolutely. She's she is. stone cold now. Like, she, even the way she was speaking to her mother, which we'll get to, because yes. that was a lot of, um, like, she's just like, I'm running this place. Like, she is so detached from mm-hmm. really caring about anything. She's just, like, about her and her business and her power now, mm-hmm. um, which is, like... It's kind of tough to watch. Um, with Tasty, I was so disappointed because when she went to the ward's office, I genuinely thought she was being sincere. Me I too. did too. And just to see her, you know, reveal her true intentions to die, I was like, "Damn it, Tasty!" Yes, that was that was that was another really hard scene. I was like, "Is she joking right now?" Like yeah. she really went back and said, "Oh no, I still want it." And like, um, you know, she. She said, what did she say? Instincts kicked in Mm -hmm. when she was trying to kill herself. And I thought that would be like a wake up call. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't. And Mm -hmm. that she's like that desperate that she's going to this whole the whole assistant thing is a whole ruse for her to help Daya so she can get she she can hurt herself. Like, it's just crazy. I mean, I have hopes that like being in a situation like she's in, Mm -hmm. meaning being Ward's assistant and being able to have access access and interactions with people other than other inmates I feel like could be good for Tasty. I really just don't want to see that actually go there with her mm-hmm. um, because that's just me loving Tasty yeah. and I'm like let's yeah, not please, let's, please let's not go there. I think it will. I think it will have a positive influence Oh, I thought you were like, I think it will go there. I was like <gasps> no, 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 no. I think her being in that situation, I feel like I don't know, prediction here. I feel like she's going to be in a situation that could possibly be a good enough information to pass along that would get her what she needs, Mm -hmm. or she could choose to do something else, and I'm hoping she makes the right choice. I think think when you're looking... Oh my God. When you're <laughs> trying to change, you have to want it. Mm-hmm. And so if she doesn't want to change, she's not going to really see the opportunity to. Yeah. Um, but I think that seeing that Cindy is getting early release, Oof. I think that's oh, yeah. going to motivate her. Either she's going to t- turn stone cold, mm-hmm. or she could get information about Daya to use against her and see if that could finesse her into getting an appeal or some type of something. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know how the system works. Yeah. But it would be a smart thing to at least try. I know she doesn't want to be a snitch, but it would be something interesting to see. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, Tasty definitely would be going against everything she believes in. But ultimately, it's like I want her... You know, it makes me sad to think that, like, I've I've almost given up on Daya at this point because I don't ever want to give up on her because, yeah. like, there's always a yeah. chance. Um, but it, it, I guess with Tasty, I'm just like... Please do something and yeah. mm-hmm. not get to that level that she's at. But yeah. seeing her face when she sees the early release for Cindy was, I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm really interested to see how where that's going to go, what she's going to do with that information. Mm-hmm. Um, but on Daya really fast, which kind of leads into Aleda as well, I was actually happy when she told off Me too. her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yes, she's in this place where she's stone cold and it made her able to say these things to her. But, like, her mom literally helped make her this way, mm-hmm. you know, nature versus nature and nurture. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, like, laid it to, to Aleda straight. But yeah. in this episode, you also saw Aleda's mom, who, you know, if you thought Aleda wasn't not a good mom, mm-hmm. you know, you saw a, an even worse situation where she was essentially pimping out her daughter. Literally actively was. pimping her out. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like... 
Aleda is such a strong personality, but she does care about her daughter. She just doesn't know how to show it. Like she cares about Daya, and but you know, in that moment, she doesn't realize she's insulting her. She's yeah, like she's not a nurturer. That's but I mean, she you know firsthand knows what it's like to be you know an underage girl having to be with like an older man, and mm-hmm. she so desperately wants to protect her daughter from that. Mm-hmm. But she just like she just does not know how to handle a situation carefully. And yeah. then she violates parole. Yeah, and now she's. In the back of the cop car. She didn't just violate parole. She just went. She went crazy. Insane. She went ballistic. And but we can get it. Like yeah. that's your daughter. You see being put in this situation that you know is one of the worst situations that she can be put in. But I, I keep thinking. I'm like, look what you've shown her as an example. Why would she know to do anything different? Mm-hmm. Not blaming it on Alita. Her daughter's actions are her own. But it's like we've talked about so many times, the cycle of Aleda's mom doing this terrible stuff to her. Okay, maybe Aleda didn't directly pimp her daughters out, but, like, she's done some stuff with Daya. She knew that men did stuff to Daya and totally looked over it, Mm -hmm. i.e. her ex-husband and ex-boyfriends and whatever. Um, but th- So there's the part of me that's like, when the daughter runs away, you know, when they're in the store shopping, I'm like, of course. Like, you've only shown her that, you know, men are used for this and this and this. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm almost like, what do you expect her to think is the right thing to do in this scenario? Yeah. See, I might be playing devil, devil's advocate. I love devil's advocate. I guess, mm-hmm. but to me, I honestly don't. I never really thought Aleda cared yep. um, at all. She's multiple times said she hates kids, so that's why I'm like, why does she have so many? Well, it's, we know why, but um, uh, so honestly, her daughter, I was kind of, I was again with the scene with Daya. I was happy that her other daughter saw this because her other daughter was already figuring these stuff out. Mm-hmm. She might not be the best daughter and not do like you know proper and stuff like that talk back this and that but she sees what's going on and she's aware of it mm-hmm. and you, you saw she was right there with her boyfriend and her boyfriend said you want to try some and she was like no so yes yeah, she was bad for running away and bad for hanging out with this guy that's older than her but I think she knows better because she's seeing things mm-hmm. and I don't think I don't think Alita's ever cared and yeah. the only reason that she flipped out like that is because her daughter was like no and told her F off and she didn't mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. I can I see that. I definitely agree with you because that same scene in the store, Daya's real problem was just the age difference. Mm-hmm. It's not even like respect yourself because she told her her daughter, you know, do that do that stuff with guys your own age. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you don't expect your mom to say you can get felt up and touched up, but as long as it's not an older guy. Right. And well, it's like where is your motherly instinct? Well, I saw that as like, you know, it's like when people preach abstinence to teenagers, it's like, well, no, they're going to do what they want. So she's being a realistic mom. That's how I saw it. It's like, okay, if you're going to hook up with boys, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Just do it with someone who's your age. So, so let me be a devil's advocate right here. Yeah. When you have children, are you going to be like, you're not supposed to drink, but you can drink at my house because I can watch you? I mean, perhaps. I feel Because like, <laughs> that's, that's the kind of like... Well, no, that's yeah. one of those things, though. It's like yeah. you, you teach your kids like what they what they should do but like also have some sort of like realistic expectation on Mm -hmm. it and I feel like I do think Daya cares about her kids not Daya Aleda Mm -hmm. but I think she has an anger issue I feel like she's like a little pit bull and you know in her relationships and her friendships or her kids um, relationships like she just she she kind of attacks really quickly and I think she attacks because she cares but even when she says like oh I don't care about kids I hate kids Mm -hmm. I think it's just her like own defense system I think she's just a really broken character and she's very broken she's tough Mm-hmm. then it might shield her um, 
But I, I do think deep down she cares. I think she just saw Red in that moment of, yeah. you know, picking up the statue and whatever because they did a good job with the flashback in kind of equating it to the situation that was happening at the moment. And it's even identical. Th- yeah, even thinking about the, okay, she says, you know, go, you know, go in the back of the what at McDonald's and drink and if you want, but don't do this with older. It's because that's what her situation was growing up. It wasn't necessarily with people her age. It was always this young girl, however old she was at the time, being with significantly older men. So mm-hmm. she knew she you know, that's like the trigger in her, obviously, yeah. because that's what happened for so long. It sucks to see her in that situation. Um and I just hope that we're not gonna see her back in prison with Daya. Mm. But yeah. I guess mm. we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Anything else from the episode that we missed before we get into our games? I'm ready for the game. Yeah, all right. let's do the game. Let's I'm do ready our special to segment. Beat all Everybody. you guys. Yes. No. You've been on a roll, Francesca. <laughs> like, for real, for real, for real, for real. Okay, right, guys. So I have one, two, three, four, five. Okay, five quotes for you guys. And you guys have to tell me who said it. So our first one is... I'm sorry for my friend on the uptake. It takes her two hours to watch 60 Minutes. Oh. Was that what? I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I don't know this one. Oh, my. Why am I blanking? All right. Buzz us. It's Nikki. Nikki. I was like, it was about Lorna, right? Yeah, Yeah, I knew it was about Lorna, but I can't remember who said it. Okay, this one is easy. That's Beyonce's birthday. Does that mean she's watching over me? Marissa! Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. She was praying to Beyonce in this episode. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah, so that was hilarious. Okay. I know you think you're grown because you've got some short and curlies down there, but boys like that will ruin your life. Elena. Elena. Yeah. I so hoped you would pick that line because it was my favorite <laughs> It just episode. popped out like a sunshine beam. Yes. Um, it's our finger bang anniversary. Oh, like that was... That. Yes. So gross. Okay, here's the last one. While you're here joking around with your new flavor of the week, who knew you were into caramel? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one, too. Yay, we got it! Yay! Okay, y'all, and now for a little news and gossip for everybody. Okay, this isn't necessarily news and gossip, but we just wanted to point out um, our... Lovely Maritza, a.k.a. Diane Guerrero, uh, wrote a book a couple years ago about her own um, struggles and family issues with deportation. Uh, The book is called In the Country We Love. Um, She basically writes about how when she was 14, both of her parents getting deported back to Colombia, deported multiple times. And her siblings. Um, Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so she, it's very similar to what she went through on the show. It's a great read, so definitely... Check it out. Yeah, if you can. and she actually just last year adapted it for um, children. She changed the name slightly. I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank, but she adapted it for like younger kids. Oh, so they that's get nice. Also. Awesome. And she's she's a huge advocate for immigration rights. Yeah, that's nice. Go Maritza. Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, let's do some quick predictions. Okay. We're going to be filming Your episode six Buzz tomorrow. TV mm-hmm. predictions. But what do we got? Okay, my prediction is. McCullough's next visit to Alex for the battery chargers. I feel like she's gonna wear that bustier she put in front of her in the uh, in the thing. No, that was definitely gonna happen. But then what happens after that? Exactly. Nothing. She's for sure. I for sure think she's gonna put a move on Alex at some point. I just don't know what Alex will do, but she's for sure gonna cross that line. I agree. I think she will. I think Alex is gonna turn her down, and I think we're gonna see angry McCullough. And I don't know what that means. Spiteful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Um, I think we're going to see Red go majorly downhill, which makes me really sad to even think about. 
Um, but I think that's going to happen. And I think Daya definitely is. She's she's just yeah. that off at this yeah. point. Um, I I was kind of scared because I'm wondering if this really is the end of Maritza. If like she's gone forever, I kind of am afraid that she is. I think she is. I, I, so, I, I yeah. So I feel like since her story got such a sad and devastating ending, I'm really hoping that Blanca's has the happy ending as far as like the two you know, mm-hmm. ice cases, and, yeah. you know, she has a little bit of information now. She's going to get a lawyer, and, you know, maybe she reunites with Diablo at the end. I don't know, but that's what I'm hoping yes. for. Please, Ryder. You know, please, one happy ending. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank y'all so much for watching. We will be covering episode six tomorrow. Um, definitely let us know what you thought, because there's so much to talk about. Y'all can find us everywhere at AfterBuzz TV. You can find me everywhere at April Wisdom Hand. You can find me on Instagram at IMB underscore Cheyenne, C-H-I-A-N-N-E. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at XOXOCESCA. This is Leslie. You can find me at LeslieThatFace on Twitter and Instagram. See y'all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the music expressed here and are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.